Welcome to Talk Town. This podcast was taken from a taped interview my daughter Haley did in 2007. She was in year nine at Brighton High School. The interview was conducted during a lunch gathering, so there is some background noise, but stick with the interview. It's a great insight into John Daly's journey, five times Olympic coach and a man ahead of his time. My life's been involved with uh, athletics, both as an athlete and a coach, as you know. I've also been involved as a a university academic. I was a professor and head of the School of Physical Education. And now I'm an oil painter. So so (laughs) what do you want to talk about? Okay, well, we'll start at the beginning. That's a good place to start. So when were you first introduced to athletics? Um... When I was at school, I went to a Catholic boys' college and I was really quite quick. And so, uh, my father had been an athlete, and so I started competing at about age 14 or 15. Okay. Um, so, were, were you just introduced through school or just Yes, I competed for the school and I also um, competed in the state schoolboy championships, which I won. And in high school? I, in high school, yes. And I won at every, I won my age group uh, at the state championships every year. Oh, wow. Um, and was in the state schoolboy athletic team as a sprinter. Oh, so that was around four though. Yes. Yeah, what drew you to athletics? What made you? Um, I just love running fast. And, <laughs> and I found I could beat everybody else. Um, yeah. We used to go down to, at lunchtime, we used to go to a local shop, you know, to buy lunch. And as soon as the siren went for lunch break, everyone used to come out of school and they would run down, it was at Alberton, and they would run down to the local shop. And I used to win the race to the shop every day. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't do it to get the first pasty or anything like that. I just, I just did it to win. Yeah, yeah. just ran. And then walk back. So, you know. so I knew I was quick and the people used to sort of, yes, they, they knew I was quick. So, yeah. Uh, so, so, what, so why not run? Yeah. yeah. So I did. Yeah. Do you think it was in your blood because your dad was a Pro- as probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So what were your school years like? At, oh, enjoyable. Um, were you only at um, boys' school? I was a, yeah, it was, no, it was a boys' college, and I went there from grade four to year twelve. Started as the smallest boy in the school and ended up as the head prefect oh, wow. at the end. So, um, and they they greatly encouraged sport, and so we had a season of athletics. Then I played cricket. Uh, as a fast bowler in the cricket room, cool. and uh, I played football. So yes. What was that school? Maris Brothers. Okay, it was a Catholic school down at. Uh, and. Uh, Is that in Port Adelaide? No, it's in um, Alberton. And then I did my year twelve at Sacred Heart at the summer. Oh, Dad told me I went to Sacred Heart, so I was like. <laughs> Sorry. Dad said you went to Sacred Heart. No, it was in year twelve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. When did you first take um, first start taking your competition seriously? Oh well, from the time I was in uh, competing in the schoolboy championships, I used to train for it, okay. and uh, the guys who taught us were were monks, religious monks, okay. and uh, and they they were the guy there was a guy called brother brother Noel, 
who was um, very interested in sport and athletics, and between him and my father, who coached me as well, I, I trained regularly. So, yeah, so probably from the time I was 14 or 15, I was pretty keen. Okay, cool. Um, and what, what was it like competing? Um, what, yeah, what was it like competing in the 50s and 60s? Was that when you competed? <laughs> um, well, I certainly competed in the 50s and 60s, but that would have been when I left school because I am yeah. pretty old now. I'm 72 oh. now, so <laughs> it's um, 50s and 60s. I, com- I competed for Adelaide Harriers, the club Adelaide yeah. Harriers, which you would know. Yeah. Um, when I when I was at school, and yeah. then when I when I left school, I went to the university and I competed for the uni- um, in the interclub every Saturday. And that was a pretty, in those days, in the 50s and 60s, it was a pretty strong competition because we would have, well, for example, in the state championships, I was the state champion sprinter, 100, 200, 400 metres. And um, we would probably have about eight heats of the 100 in the state finals (laughs) and about six heats of the 200. So, you know, if you think eight... Eight out to 64, that's 64 people competing. And I competed in um, these, what was called the sub-junior division when mm-hmm. I was running for Adelaide Harris, and then I moved into the juniors, and then I was uh, a senior. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> big big competitions, lots of people competing, yeah. not like it is now. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, where did you initially compete? Like, Did you have a track? or? Um, <coughs> When I, when I was at school, um, I ran on grass, yeah. um, Just and I can remember, for example, running at Sacred Heart Oval, yeah. which was grass, nice grass ground. Yeah. Excuse me, I'll just let that through. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, come on in, you know. You give a bark when you want to acknowledge anything or deny anything. Um, yes, I ran on grass, but the Adelaide Harriers had a cinder track, and that was on South Terrace. And I used to run there on Tuesday nights, and that was really quite a fast track. Really? So, Cinders? Yes, it was good. Yeah. Did yeah. you get really dirty? Yeah, it did. And it used to wear my spikes out. And, you know, I came okay. from a working class family, and yeah. so when my spikes wore through, not like nowadays how you have screw in spikes, they yeah. were sort of sewn into the shoe, and when your spikes wore out, you had to buy a new pair of shoes. So they wore out very quickly. Yeah. Okay. What was that surface like? Is it still spongy? Or? Uh, no, no, it's quite firm and dirty. You're right, yeah. it's dirty. Because <laughs> uh, my socks and so on, shoes used to get yeah. dirty. Yeah. Um, quite crisp, but the, the spikes would go in quite quite easily. Yeah. Very good surface to run on. Okay. It used to run good times, <laughs> yes. On um, what were your ambitions and goals through the early years of your career? Well, it won't surprise you to think that uh, at one stage I had the fastest time of a schoolboy in Australia. So oh, I wow. thought of, I thought of myself being in the Australian Olympic team or the Australian team. But that, that never happened. But that was my ambition. So yeah, together. I competed for Australia in the Australian yeah, Universities team yeah. against so New Zealand. Okay. And that was in Sydney. I ran, in, ran, I ran in the sprints and in the relay, okay. which we won, yes. So what year was that? Uh, <laughs> oh, Hayley. Um, I would say probably mid-60s. mid-60s. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so there was no junior national teams or anything like that? No, not there? in those days. It was just one. And in, in those senior teams, they would normally only send... I don't think we ever sent 
and a sprint relay team because I think there was only one sprinter. Oh, wow. And um, I used to, every year, <coughs> excuse me, every year I would go to Victoria and compete in the Victorian titles. Mm -hmm. And I usually, the Victorian or the New South Wales athletes usually were number one in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I would end up, the best I, I did in the Victorian titles was second. But I was usually third or fourth. So, that's yeah. so who, who was your coach? Was it your dad and? Originally, when I was at school, it was my father and, <coughs> and excuse me, and one of the monks <laughs> who was interested. In, yes, <laughs> um, he was a you know in the religious order coached me. He was a lovely man. And, uh, yes, he coached me. When I went to university, I was coached by Chris Jarman, including the field of their dad, so on and so Came from Estonia. Okay. Came, came out to Adelaide and, yes, it was an outstanding coach. Um, what, so we'll go, was it Jess Java? Jess Java. Jess Java. What type of impact did he have on you as a person? Um, very strong. Um, he and I were really good friends mm -hmm. and I stayed with him until I retired. Okay. So I probably was with him. I think I retired. So I probably was with him. Okay. Yes. And he had he had a strong influence. We used to train every day. Oh, wow. um, and um, where you train now at the, McKinnon. At the McKinnon Parade. <laughs> and um, yes, and, and he really was very influential. He, he worked for the National Fitness Council and was a very professional coach. He'd keep graphs about performances and uh, he would type stuff up. And, uh, he'd predict where we would be running and what we needed to do to improve. And we had uh, the whole group would be about 20 in the group and we'd have camps at uh, National Fitness Council. We'd go away for three or four days and look at films and talk about athletics. And it was good. Yeah, it was good. So he did have an influence. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, were there any significant people that you met throughout your competitive years? Through my competitive years? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I used to compete in the Australian titles, so um, I guess people I knew um, were people like uh, Hector Hogan, who was the Australian sprint champion and represented Australia at the Olympics, was a finalist at the Olympic Games. He was a good friend. Um, and in and in the university world, we had university championships, and most of the top at in Australia who were competing at the university, I knew quite well. Um, are you still in touch with anybody that you competed with? No, not really. I, occasionally I'd bump into them. Um, I was made a, a life member of Athletics Australia last year, and Judy and I went over for the dinner in Melbourne, and there are a lot of people there who I knew and who, who remembered me. I'm just trying to think of some of the names. Uh, Pat Clohesse, who was the coach of um, Robert DiCostello. Rob DiCostello, who'd been in one of my Olympic teams, I knew quite well. Um, Ray Weinberg, a hurdler. David Prince, a hurdler. Um, yeah, quite a lot of Australians. Yeah. Names from the past. Events <laughs> in the past. Did you have a, a mentor when you were competing? Anyone that you could you go to? Was that one for your coach? Or? Usually my coach. Usually your coach. Yes, yes. No, Jess, Jess was a mentor, I think. Yeah. <coughs> Once I left school, my father really didn't. He, he didn't really coach in a very scientific way. Yeah. <laughs> very scientific and very professional. So Jess would have been my, yeah. my uh, mentor. I had a very close friend who 
came to Australia to do medicine, a guy called George Ananda, mm -hmm. who I'm still in touch with, still close friends with, and he is um, a doctor in Kuala Lumpur, and he's a um, physician to the king and queen. So he's, uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> in fact, he's been knighted. He's uh, oh, a very, very famous person. Wow. He and I were great friends at university. We, we trained together. We both were coached by uh, George and I. Oh, cool. Um, what was the <coughs> highest point of your competitive career? So, um, did you make any like teams or? Uh, no, no. Um, I think probably representing Australia in the Australian Universities team was probably the best thing. I think. Um, but the high point in each season was the Australian Championships, and I'd, yeah. I'd always run in the final. Oh, cool. But I'd usually end up third or fourth. Okay. <laughs> but ne never, never was a. Never, never was a medalist, no, oh. so I must have been fourth. I was never a medalist. <laughs> At the university games, how did you go in and do that? Uh, always in the final. Always in the final. And um, usually whoever was in the Australian team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australian University Championships, I'd appear in, I'd always be in a final and I'd be in the first four. That's good. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Um, what are your fondest memories of competing? Um, to be different to you, I think. Yeah. I, I like I like training. I like training and I liked achieving. Um, yeah. I loved competing. I was always mm. terribly nervous beforehand. Yeah. But I loved competing. And I guess my greatest memories were the excitement of state championships yeah. and Australian championships and winning because I always yeah. won. Which was good. <coughs> And um, and I guess the friendships with that yeah. Jess Jarvis squad, they in fact that they really have remained mm. most of those people have remained through life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Training squad. <laughs> mm. Um, what are your least fondest fondest memories? Um, I guess the nervousness of competing. Yeah. I, I was always thanks, Jim. I was always very nervous about um, competing in the state championships and the Australian championships. Yeah. I guess the disappointments are not just quite there. I, think. I always felt, you know, when I was at school, I think I said you had the fastest time for yeah. a schoolboy in Australia. And everyone thought, I mean, they wrote me up as if I was going to go to the Olympics. And yeah. So that gets your expectations very high. Mm. And then when you never achieve that, because um, I took a break, for, I discovered girls. And <laughs> of course. I, I, I took a break from athletics and I had, I think, a year off. And in yeah. that year, I put on a bit of weight and I lost a bit of fitness. Yeah. And that was a bad move. Yeah. I should reflect on that every time. <laughs> How old were you when that Oh, uh, <laughs> 16, 17. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. When did you um, when did you retire from your competitive competition? Um, you said you were 26. Or yeah, I think I was 26 or 27. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. By that time, I I was out teaching. Yeah. What made you make that decision? Um, oh, good, good. Um, okay. Sorry, the question was, why, why, why did you do it? Yeah, what made you make the decision? Um, I think there were other people coming up who looked as if they were going to beat me. I, I didn't avoid them, but I just felt my... In those days, if you were age 25, 26... People were asking you when you were going to retire, so I retired. And, uh, 
Yeah, I think nowadays, looking back, that's another thing. If you look back, you'd probably keep going until you're 30, yeah. 32 or 34. <laughs> until your body but breaks I, down. <laughs> yes, and I started coaching immediately. Oh, yeah. I, I did PE yeah. at university, and I loved um, coaching. Um, and so I went immediately from competing to being a coach. Okay. And I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, oh, sorry, that was my next question. Right. <laughs> did you have to get an accreditation? For coaching? Uh, not initially, because I was I had a degree in physical education, so yeah. I was trained. Okay. But I did do um, a qualification with. In fact, I st I started the Australian Track Association. Oh wow! And the coaching accreditation having started, yeah. I, sh I should do the you know do the things. And yeah. So I did all of the qualification. I'm still level five there. Cool. Did it take long for you to get a squad together? No, not very long at all. Um, a number of the people who uh, Jess had coached, the sprinters in particular, mm -hmm. came over to me, and I think I don't ever remember having a squad less than ten or twelve. Oh wow! And the largest the squad got was twenty-five. That was probably a few too many. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, your mum would have been in it <laughs> in those days when it would have been fifteen to twenty. Yeah, it was always a big squad. And, and really good athletes. I didn't. I didn't take. Uh, I took a few juniors, mm -hmm. and in fact, the first couple of years I was coaching a young man from Westerns mm -hmm. won the Australian Junior Sprint Champion on Bradshaw, and a girl won the Australian women Australian girls Australian Junior Champion. Um, she she competed. Okay. Alan Bradshaw. So all my I was successful from that. Oh wow. And had some very, and I can remember one year when we were nationals, there were eight people in the final of the men's hundred, <laughs> and four of them were myself. Oh, that nice. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of success. Do you remember, did you, do you remember, ugh, who was your, do you remember your first athlete, or? I think Alan Bradshaw. Alan Bradshaw? Yeah, this young man who uh, was at school, um, went to Brighton High, <laughs> and um, was very good and very intelligent. Mm. And he went on, and he started. He started with me before he left school. Then he went to Adelaide University and completed a maths degree, PhD, I think. Won the Australian Junior Sprint Champion. Never went on. Should have really, but he mm. was um, very nervy. And, uh, <laughs> and if there was ever a break, you would see him sort of computing. You know, you know, you know, oh wow! Very logical uh, way of thinking. Yeah, problem. But he was very good. Okay, might have a break to eat. Okay. <laughs> So what were the early days like for the Daily's Demons? Oh, the Daily's Demons. Um, yes, I was, was coaching. wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. You're right. We wore we wore t-shirts with um, Daily's Demons on the on the back of them, and on the front there was a like a kind of a devil with a little goatee beard. It was supposed to be me, and and we started that, and people all sort of raised their eyebrows, and then a few other shirts appeared with other coaches who or their athletes wanted to be yeah. named. So, uh, yeah, people took great pride in it. You could probably imagine your dad loving all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, anyway. definitely. So, yeah. so your dad was in the squad and your mum was in the squad and, and so on and Judy, but they all wore those shirts and, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> Daly's Demons. Didn't you have one? Oh, I was saying, Rick was there, certainly there, wasn't he? And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that was more Chris Nunn and... Yeah, that's right, that sort of group, yeah. Who designed that shirt? I bet it was Chris Nunn. 
Was it hard to watch from the sidelines? Yes, it was. I found it very difficult for quite some time. Um, and that's one of the hard things about the coaching. Yeah. That you feel as if you can, you can do it. And uh, yes, and I, I missed I missed competing, but after a while I loved it. Yeah. And uh, but that's why I said to Judy when she's coaching, whatever you do, a fairly large squad. Yeah. Because if you've only got two or three athletes, mm. you put all of your energy and all of patience into mm. one or two, and everyone in the group at some stage failure and have yeah. a success. You've got a large squad. Yeah, be a bit more intense. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh. A bit, bit too precious. How long did it take you to get over that? Oh, a couple of years, I think. Of years. Yeah, yeah, not long. No. Um, while you were coaching, what else were you involved in? Did you teaching or? I, I was uh, at that stage. I was at the teachers college. Yeah. When I first started coaching, and uh, then. Yes, I, ta- I taught for three years, and during that, that teaching, coaching, and then I went to the teacher's college as a young, young lecturer, PE teacher, and so on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. so I was working. Oh, well. what, did we, what type of teacher were you? I was a phys ed lecturer. Oh, okay. Uh, I, at school, I taught, uh, I taught phys ed and for the whole school, and I taught uh, social. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you like? Um, you coached Glenys Nunn to Olympic gold. When did you come across her? Um, she and Chris Chris Nunn was in my squad mm-hmm. as a 400 hurdler and as a Catholic. And Glenys was his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and she would come over to Adelaide, and whenever she was in Adelaide, she'd do a bit of coaching with me. She'd do a little bit of running with me, yeah. competing with me. And then she decided to move to Adelaide and that I would become her coach. Okay. So I coached her for six or eight years. Okay. When yeah. was that? When was that? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. She won the gold medal in 1984. I coached her for <laughs> about two years after that, years before that. So I would have thought late 70s, late 70s. 1980, yeah. thereabouts. Did you see her potential when you were coaching her? Oh, yes. Yeah, she had... Uh, I had other athletes in this in my squad who had more talent. Mm-hmm. Tania Van Heer, for example, oh, yeah. is a, an example of somebody who had almost talent. Glynis was a tough athlete. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember that when she won the, when she was certainly with me then in 1982, we went to the Commonwealth Games, and she won the gold medal in Brisbane. At the end of the first day of her heptathlon, I was out with her on the warm-up track getting her ready for the 200 day. Mm-hmm. And as we walked in, one of the journey, JD, I hope your girl wins. <laughs> and I said, why is that? Well, Judy Simpson, who was the English black athlete, woman athlete, who was brilliant, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, she'd been going off like a pork chop um, mm-hmm. about the fact that 200. Mm-hmm. And so without thinking, I replied, look, Glynis would beat Simpson if she was running out, <laughs> and they printed it in the paper. Oh my god! Yeah, so uh, and that—that's really what Glynis was like. Lovely lady, offered, but a very yeah. fierce competitor. Did you very get... fierce. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And she'd been a little athlete. She'd always been successful. She'd always been competitive and nothing changed. She was just fierce. And uh, right up to the time, by the time we went to the Olympic Games, I'd constantly have this battle of her. I would work out all her training schedules and number of times she'd do things. She would say, I'll just do another white hat, this argument with her, who's, who's running the show, you or me? Because she would always want to do more. Yeah. Yeah. So she was pretty fierce. Okay. Did you get in trouble for that comment in the paper? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, oh, saw okay. it. I, was, a bit, I was a bit, a bit ashamed that oh, okay. printed it back. Yeah, it was very pleasant. Really, <laughs> if you read that yourself, but uh, yeah, yeah, but, but I did say it, so I couldn't complain. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? Who else did you coach? You said Tony Van Heer, or oh else? yes, uh, well Tony Van Heer, uh, Peter Hadfield, who was uh, Australian decathlon champion. Uh, Chris Nunn, who was an Australian level, he made the Australian team, head athlete, yep. but he was mainly a 400 hurdler with him. Greg Anderson, who was the Port Adelaide and footballer, yep. was a great 400 hurdler. She the two sprinters, was rated one of the top 400 men in Australia. He, uh, yeah, he would have been ranked. Judy, who was an Australian <laughs> cross country champ, um, 800. She was ranked number two in Australia, wow. 100. Your mum was a good 400 metre <laughs> runner. Yeah, essentially sprinters and hurdlers. Yeah. Adam Pedler, I coached him for a while. Mm-hmm. He was a high hurdler. Steve Saunders, the physiotherapist, he was a great 100 metre hurdler, 110 metre hurdler. The first Olympian I had was a girl called Verna Bernard. And your mum was talking about Western Districts and about uh, the coach there. She wanted to train with me. And in those days, people had to ask me, and and I would almost interview them. They had to be good oh, enough yeah. to come into the squad. And oh, had, yeah. to be, had to be committed. Very sought after. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember her coming and asking me if I'd coach her. And she was doing high jump with westerns, high jump and long jump. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, she had your kind of build. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, if you come over to Merritt's. And yeah. she said, oh, okay. So she came <laughs> over and she made the Australian Olympic team yeah. in the 400 and competed at the semi-final. Then she became the best 800 metre in Australia. Tired at about age 425, which I was disappointed because she could have been great. Yeah. What athlete had the largest impact on you? Well, Judy, I suppose, because I married her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, who really uh, sticks in your mind, apart from Judy? (laughs) Yes, apart from Judy. Um, Glynis and I had a very close relationship in terms of hormone. I I could walk in the gate and look at her and the way that I could tell whether she'd that day. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very close. It was almost like a father-daughter relationship. Yeah. And um, yeah, and she and I were fantastic friends. We still are. Yeah. We ring one another once a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> godfather to her, Jessie. Um, yeah, we, we talk pretty frequently. Yeah. So, You've taken away five Olympic teams, but what was your first trip that you've taken away or went away with? Uh, I went away with the... I was head coach of the Commonwealth Games in New Zealand in 1974, and that was very exciting because it was my first time as a coach. Mm -hmm. The next one was 1976, which was not very well there. Um, So you're right, I went away to five Olympics. (laughs) And then in between those five Olympics, I went away with world champions. Really, for 25 years, I went to team as the head coach. So every, every year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But on your first trip, um, did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. It was, um, yes, I did. It was fantastic. Yeah. 
and I prepared the sprinters and the hurdlers and the men's relay and the women's relay and they both know okay. that was and that's the first time I thought medal but that had that yeah. was really really good. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, it wasn't a shock to the system or anything to have to be in charge of all these athletes? Or, yeah. uh, no, not no. That's, um, it's just an yeah, enjoyable I, experience. Well, I'd never been away with, um, you know, with a team. That that particular team had some very famous Olympians, yeah. in it, and they were older. And I remember somebody reminded me of this a little while ago. I remember thinking they won't know who I am, mm. and they don't. And the first meeting we had of the team. I stood up and said, you won't know me, but I'm prepared to do anything. I'm the head coach, find out if, you, if I know anything. And so I'll move hurdles or do anything you like until you get to know what an offer. Yeah. And a couple of the older athletes apparently tried me out a couple of things <laughs> and found that it was pretty good. Yeah. And the captain of the team was Phil May, who said to the rest of the team on another occasion, this guy is good mm. and supporting. Okay. So after the first um, time I went away, I think I applied for Montreal, but after that I never applied for a team oh, and the athletes demanded them. So, oh, so that was good. Yeah. Mm. Um, so your first trip was a fairly major trip away, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was a Commonwealth yes, Games. Yes, so yes, it was. Never took away any state teams or anything like that? Or uh, or yes, I did. I did go with state teams. Yeah. I, in those days, when I was coaching, I usually went to state teams, yeah. yes, and just because I had a, I had a fair number of athletes okay. in the team. <laughs> just on and, numbers. And so, <laughs> just on numbers alone, I would. Um, what countries have you been to? That you can. <laughs> oh, okay. You, all of them would be for athletics. Um, oh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I, I did my PhD in America at the University of Illinois, and I coached the track team in America. Oh. So I had nearly three years of coaching experience in America and that was fantastic. Mm. I loved it. It was great. Mm. We went away on trips during the athletic season every week and competed in big time competitions, coached the uh, sprinters and hurdlers, mainly black athletes, mm. um, and they were pretty successful. So America, uh, Canada, um, England quite a number of, France, Germany, spent a lot of time in Germany coaching, Italy briefly. Not, I haven't been to Switzerland, but most of the other countries, Austria and yeah. other yeah. yeah. Well, I had 25 years, Haley. So yes. You know, 25 <laughs> years. Every year we would go away for about eight weeks and we would spend time usually based either in London or in Germany, usually okay. Germany, and we would go to little, well, not little, we'd go to athletic <laughs> meets, Grand Prix meets in places like that. So that with your squad? Yes. Well, not my squad, but the Australian squad. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. okay. Um, what's your, your favourite country you've been to as an athletic Um, Probably Germany, I think. Yeah, I think uh, the athletics there is fantastic. They don't compete as often as Australian athletes. They don't, they don't compete every week. And most of the top athletes would have, say, six, and they'd start with a little competition and gradually get them bigger and bigger mm -hmm. until they like that. Yeah. I just like the way the coaches are, very methodical. Really good. Mm. Like when you went away with teams as a coach, did you get to explore the actual countries or did you only get to see the warm-up track? Say that again. <laughs> so when you went away with yes. teams as a coach, did you get to explore the countries that you no, visited or no. just the warm-up track? Yes. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, I paint now, so yeah. when the athletes were resting, which would be a day or two days before yeah. the major competition, I would go to art galleries oh. and I didn't realise that I was getting myself ready to paint. So that was good fun. <laughs> 
but uh, but no, and and I just love the athletic world. Yeah. So being, you know, we're, we'd be in the hotel and we'd be chatting to other class athletes yeah. over a beer, and most of the time we would be on the warm up track. Yeah. It's a good question because yeah. people usually think. Yeah, you go away and the trip yeah. must have been, you know, you went to Russia, that must have been fantastic. Well, all I can remember about <laughs> Russia really is I... The hotel and the track. <laughs> yeah, I did see Moscow one day, but uh, the yeah. rest of the time it was on the warm-up track. Every day, twice a day training. Mm. Mm. So it didn't concern you that it was more about the people than the places you're at, yes. wasn't it? Yes, exactly. I really should address you as Dr. John Daly. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you, know, you know me well. No, but um, when did you receive your doctorate? I went to America on scholarship. And I did my master's and came back here. I did my master's in 1970. I went back in 1974 mm-hmm. on a scholarship. I did my PhD, did my doctorate. Yep. And while I was there, I offered the athletic team. And I went there straight from, yes, I went there straight from the Montreal in 1974. Mm-hmm. So they're quite happy to have this Olympic coach come yeah. in and coach their team. And that was great. What's the doctorate for? It's in history and sociology. Cool. So what, what state were you in America? Illinois? I was in Illinois, which is just south of Chicago, the University of Illinois, yeah. about two hours drive from Chicago. Great track program, yeah. big university, 30,000, had its own airport. My goodness. University of <laughs> Illinois airport. I did a bit of teaching there as well to pocket money while I was there and as I said, uh, just studied and coping was good. Yeah. Enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, you've written five books. What has expired you? I've think? written eight. Eight? Oh, Dad. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, that's... I knew I Eight books. What, that, what has inspired you to write? Uh, well, I guess I'm an academic too, but mm. so besides being a coach, um, a university yeah. teacher. Yeah. And um, I wrote... The early ones were on sport. Yeah. Uh, my first one, my PhD thesis, that was on sport, class and community in colonialism. I wrote a book on women's sport, which your mother would appear in, <laughs> and um, women's sport in South Australia. My latest book was a history of Trinity College. Okay. So that was a book, yeah. yeah. <laughs> history of swimming in yeah. South Australia. Adelaide Hunt, Adelaide Hunt Club, I wrote their history. Yeah, they've been commissioned books. Um, you were nominated for Coach of the Century. What was that like? Is that right? <laughs> I don't... don't or is that not no, right? no, not Coach of the Century. Oh, Dad's giving me the wrong facts. I, <laughs> I, I was nominated as um, Australian Coach of the Year yeah, in 19, right. 1984 when Glynis won her gold medal and I got a certificate for that, which is somewhere <laughs> in, a, in a frame. Um, it... Those sort of things are nice, but it's yeah. the coaching, the process, it's the coaching and the people enjoy most. Yeah. So if somebody gives you an award for you just doing what you love doing, <laughs> you say, well, thanks very much. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> and sometimes they give it to you in the wrong year. You know, you sort of think, well, they gave it to me this year because Glenis <laughs> won a gold medal, but last year I was stressful, I worked yeah. just as hard, mm. and the year before that I was even better. Yeah. You know, but anyway. <laughs> so who cares? Okay. Um, I just want to ask you about another award. Were you, you were ordered, pardon me, what was your Order of Australia Award for? Is that, have well, you got one of them? Well, yes, I do. I do Good. have one of those. And in fact, I think your dad probably uh, made the nomination, but oh, okay. that was a wonderful award. And that was, I mean, being an Australian award, it was for work with sport in Australia. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of the group of people who established the Australian Institute of Sport. In Canberra, 
Really? Yeah, and I'm, I'm very proud of that yeah. because that, that's been, a, and set up the Australian coaching system, not just in athletics, but in yeah. all sports, the coaching oh, wow. system. And so it was for that, plus the Australian company, yeah, okay. I'm very proud of it. What year Australia. was that? Um, <laughs> might have been 1992, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. um, do you have a motto that you've lived your life by? I don't think it's a conscious motto. I'm, in, I'm involved in a quest for excellence. Yeah. I want to be excellent at everything I do, even now to be, but whatever I do, it has to be the best. I don't want people saying, well, it's not bad, it's got to yeah. be, that is, that's pleases me. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. Okay. Um, if you could do, have your time again, would you do anything differently? <laughs> no, my life has been good. I've, yeah. I've enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed, I ended up as a university professor. That was a great achievement. Mm -hmm. um, loved that. I loved being in teaching. I was able to combine academic career with my coaching university help that. Every year they let me pay for eight weeks. I know four weeks of annual leave and the university would give me four weeks so I got my wow. salary, which was good. Um, if, you know, if I were in somewhere Paris or Berlin, athletes compete, I'd be thinking to myself, Jake, for this. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Very yeah. lucky. No, I wouldn't change it. No. <laughs> when did you retire? I retired from coaching. Is yeah. that what you meant? Yeah. Coaching. I retired in 1992, yeah. just after the. Um, yeah. My knees were starting. As you know, I'm disabled. My oh. knees were starting to give me a bit of. And I wanted to finish as a professor, and there were other things I needed to do instead of committing all my spare time to athletic things. And so, in '92, I just sort of retired. Mm. And just as a, an ending note on that, Tania Van Heer, I was coming, she had made and looked like being, and I told Tania, but John, what will you do? <laughs> and I said to her, well, I'll do other things at the end, and on very wet night, when you're out here in the rain, <laughs> I'll be home with a brand new dryer on the fire. <laughs> but she thought I would not be able to because I had yeah. still to go to, but I did give it. Okay. <laughs> what do you think is your greatest achievement as a coach? As a coach, um, I mean, the easiest answer would be to say to have an athlete win a goal, but that's not the answer. Yeah. I think, I think I helped a lot of people achieve their level of excellence, and while they were doing that, I was achieving my level. And mm -hmm. I think, yes, I really can't think of one yeah. thing like the Olympics. I can think of my coaching career, lots of lovely. Most of them achieved their great. Yeah. And I achieved my. Thank you so much. It was great oh, to hear is that right? about. Okay. That's it. <laughs> well, you are a writer, so I'm yeah. sure you'll get something um, out of it all. Yeah, but, uh, hopefully. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Town. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and please forward to any of your friends and family that may wish to listen to these podcasts.